Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are for another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world, mavens in our world. Today, I'm super excited to have a wonderful colleague on, uh, Martin Visser, who is coming to us from, are you in Det Hag in the Netherlands? Is that right? Yes, I'm well, actually, very close to The Hague. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, just, a, you could say, like a suburb. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, The Hague, the Netherlands. Yes, I've actually been there, believe it or not. So um, I took a driving trip on a site visit, and I drove there, and I went to Hauda, or Gouda, as we say here, the place that makes the yummy cheese. So I know your area very well, actually. Funnily enough. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super excited to be here in your show and uh, have a have a nice conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Martin and I have known each other for a long time now, um, both working in technology together, in SharePoint land together, in, um, I would say, digital transformation land together, uh, seeing each other at many events. Um, I can't, I'm trying to figure out when we met. It's been a while. I'm trying, I was trying to think about that. And I know it's at some event, but and in somewhere it must have been it somewhere in Europe, I'm sure. So yeah, <laughs> but, but it could have also been like a SharePoint um, uh, SPC yeah. event in, in the US. That, that that might also be one of the first yeah. uh, acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, so yeah. So and and something else to announce that's really fun uh, is that Martin and I uh, are both um, community reporters for the upcoming Microsoft Ignite conference, which is the largest conference for IT pros in the world, and that is coming up uh, starting on November 4th. And Martin, will you tell everybody what it, what the community reporter uh, dealio is? Will you tell everybody about that? Um, you mean like what, what the story is about us being community, yeah. Ignite community reporters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, um, I guess we're, we're part of the live stream mm -hmm. um, where... It's it's multi day, and we we can we, we, we will be interviewing people yeah. about certain uh, technologies and, and and certain things happening in the community or specific Microsoft events happening, and um, we are there uh, doing doing interviews with uh, Microsoft employees and and MVPs and and. Um, getting some quality content out of whoever <laughs> we're talking to. Yeah, and attendees and sponsors and all uh, as well, I believe. So it's it's sort of a, we'll, we'll have um, scheduled things that we're doing uh, during the live streaming and, and you know, catching sessions. But um, it's also um, part of the Community Reporter Charter to, you know, capture as much content and talk to as many people as possible. And uh, uh, Martin and I, uh, so... What, gosh, I think that was SharePoint conference maybe when uh, you brought your kit and we were at a Microsoft Teams mixer and uh, Martin grabbed me and said, hey, would you want to be on a video? And I said, sure. And I was so impressed with your setup um, and how you do things that you made it look effortless, I thought. So how long have you been doing video and that kind of thing? Uh, well, I've, well, if we go back down that road, I would like to be an 11-year-old. <laughs> uh, 
getting a can from my father and uh, just um, back then when I was 11 the, the, the video cameras were the, the size of uh, uh, well, uh, like the, uh, almost the same size as the professional ones now that you have that right. using for TV. Yep. So, so uh, as as an eleven year old, I hit the streets with my friends, and we we put stickers on on the camera from uh, a famous TV show uh, locally. Oh. And then we we even then it was so funny. It's so I'm talking early eighties here, uh, <laughs> where where. We, we were interviewing people and they actually thought that we were the real deal uh, interviewing oh. them for this show wow. because it was also a Easter show right. and, and just walking the streets with a big camera made you look authentic in, in, <laughs> in, in, in being from TV so it, it goes back that, that far and, and, and when I was a teenager I, I, I was always the, the funny guy who was traveling with a video camera when we actually went even went like for parties or, or specific events so I, I have a long range of, of videos that I was doing wow um, we're also making fun so like we're, we're like recording sketches and these kind of things mm -hmm. but Regarding real, like doing videos and uh, recording videos for for Microsoft events, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it started in 2015 when I took that started to to trial and, and do that seriously. Uh -huh. um, uh, but then uh, I, I tried some some stuff, but it didn't really took off, and I I, I ignored it again. And then about three years ago, um, there was a or two, two years ago when, when LinkedIn video was announced I thought this is going to be my platform right um, so two, year, two years ago and that was like Ignite 2017 uh, then, then I really started doing that actively and, and since then I am also having uh, weekly or monthly videos or uh, when there's an event or when something uh, an important announcement happened uh, I, I started doing recording so yeah, more seriously for the past two years. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, my dad had a VHS camera that he would carry on his shoulder, and he recorded all of my, you know, plays and, you know, musicals in high school, and I, I give it up to that man, and I, I it's probably the reason his shoulder hurts him to this day. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I it, it was just, it was neat to... It's always neat to see how other people, you know, do capture and set things up. And when you, whether you're podcasting or whether you're capturing, you know, videos and, you know, the I think in, in marketing and in the world, like these bite-sized videos are de rigueur, if you will, um, you know, just to grab some awesome content and put it out there. Um, that's that's super cool. And in your background, um, you were a communications major in business back in the day as well, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so I, as like I told today to some, uh, I, I was at the Microsoft Teams airlift event today, yeah. the first day mm -hmm. here in Amsterdam, and um, for some reason I started chatting with one of the Microsoft employees who is responsible for the design of Microsoft Teams and all that, that interaction. Oh, UX. Cool. And, and, and for some reason, I also started talking about <laughs> my original uh, university that I, I went to. And um, the funny story there was that the, that the year that I got in uh, was the year that, that HTML and, and the, the, the World Wide Web basically uh, was, a, was, was announced or was, became available, HTML 1.0.
Oh, that that was great. So so that's that's a long time ago. But communications, like the first year I started to do that 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 uh, university, it was a very modern school, and and they changed um, the module about uh, developing video text systems. I don't even know if that would resonate in the U.S., but these were these systems we could you could have on your TV, or you can dial into them with your modem, uh, and you had a number system to navigate to, through pages. Mm-hmm. And that, that first year, they changed that to developing HTML pages. Oh, okay. So, wow. I, I always refer to myself as like 50% geek, 50% business person. <laughs> so, so that, that, that will never leave. So, I, I love technology and, and, and finding the boundaries and, and what can be done and, and achieved with, with uh, cutting-edge technology. That, that, I, that, that will never go away. Yeah. And you started in SharePoint land, what, around 2001, 2003? I'm not sure. When was your start in the SharePoint world? Uh, actually, 2000. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, my, so my first job was in 1999 uh, when I left school. And I, I started uh, to work at a, a Microsoft system integrator. And actually, my, my first job there was to develop their internal intranet. Okay. And so I, I, I digged into well, what, what, what do I have with this Microsoft technology that I can use to build an intranet. And uh, after some months, I, I, we, we built a system, or I built, mostly built a system using site server and Outlook Web Access like 5.0 <laughs> or something. Right. Wow. <laughs> and I combined those two. And then at, at some point, uh, I, I became a, well, a business a consultant, technical consultant, uh, building uh, these kind of things like workflows on Outlook and, 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 and portals using this. And then in 2000, like a year later, I got my hands on the Tahoo, the, the, the SharePoint 2001 beta, and, and, and that, that's when it started. Right. And you've been deep ever since. <laughs> yeah, I've, Probably had like every imaginable role within the SharePoint project, uh, and from from um, mostly, of course, the most value I can provide as a, as a business consultant, really transforming organizational needs to uh, to to the to the technology that could be used to to support those needs. But I've done deep IT pro farm. Multi-farm clustered SQL installations. I've done project management. I've done um, uh, solution architectures, migrations, <laughs> any possible thing. Um, I, I stopped doing most of those because, yeah, like most people, some things you can do pretty well, and some you're, you're not that good at. Um, but yeah, it's been a, been a while, and it's uh, been an amazing journey. Yeah. Most of the time, not really feeling like work, but just. <laughs> building cool stuff with um, with with nice technology. Yeah. Um, of course, we're surrounded with SharePoint workflows or InfoPath or mm-hmm. uh, there's there's always multiple nodes attached to it. But, right. but yeah, SharePoint okay. has been the uh, the north star in, in in almost everything I've been, done for the past twenty years. Yeah, I hear you. It's definitely been a star in my life as well, um, <laughs> for sure. So. And you and I have a, a mutual love of music, dance music specifically. And I was seeing that you were building an e-commerce platform for dance music. What was that all about? <laughs> yeah, so so I was talking 1993 when I had my first year on, on my uh, uh, communications uh, communication systems uh, major. Uh, 
uh, after actually doing one year of marketing, commercial economy, uh, which uh, I didn't like because I also had to do business administration and, and, and mm. that, that's not me. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so 1994, um, we, we had this, well, I was reading Wired and, and, and uh, getting all psyched up about this global village and, and what we could do with it. And, and back in those days, I was part of the, what, what, yeah, what we called house music. Yeah. Um, so when I was like 15 years old, house music here in the Netherlands was, was, was really like the underground uh, movement. It was really like, it had the feeling like it was like an alternative uh, movement. And it was was a, a great time to be in uh, as a teenager, sure. where we where we had these uh, illegal raves and we had <laughs> these uh, <laughs> big first parties, uh, and and uh, of course I had these beautiful computers sitting at home. I I, I was uh, a Commodore guy, so oh, okay. uh, back in those days yeah. I had a Commodore Amiga. And I, I, I was listening to that music since 1988, when first we had uh, New Beat coming from Belgium, and uh, then we got these, uh, well, for the vibes from Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, yes, so much great music. So that, that's the music I, I loved and I grew up with. And of course, when I was like 15 years old, I got to my first parties, and well, I was hooked from yeah. the start. Um, but then, of course, you had these trackers, these 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 uh, sequence um, where you could load in samples on your on your Amiga and you could start making music with them by uh, sequencing those uh, those beats and, and and making your own uh, samples and, and of course sampling other records and old hip hop and other kind of these kind of things. So um, at one point we I think I think it was like yeah still 15 years old and we had this party at school. And um, I, somebody said, oh, you, you, I heard you talk about doing music with your computer. Could, could you make like a theme for, for, for the school party? Oh. So then, then I well, got a little bit more serious in, about it. And I, I made this, this, this track, this, this well, house music track on, and with some samples, me yelling about the, the name of the party and some funny <laughs> <laughs> other things. And... Um, uh, and then they, of course, they played it during the party, and then everybody was like, "Wow!" And you, wow, you have to do more of this, and the good, and well, okay. So then, um, at some point, I, I, I start doing that more and more, and that, uh, people were dragging me to clubs uh, with with these tapes, you know, the, all the real <laughs> uh, TDK or the old. Um, well, what is it? Cassette tapes. Yep. And we we get those to DJs, and at some point, yeah, uh, I even uh, landed a record deal. And uh, what? was it like? Yeah, I was in this industry for a couple of years doing techno music, and then later even like <laughs> uh, the, the the harder. I actually had a one song, which is uh, which. Went, but at some point in 1994. Um, we were like looking how hard could you make this music like what, what are the limits how much bpm can people take uh, and we were, we were we were heading to this like 200 bpm wow uh, which was like uh, hardcore house music or yeah. gabber it was called and um i had friends of mine really got into that and then i also started experimenting with it and actually the, the, the track i'm most famous for is really a, a hardcore track <laughs> uh, so that's funny that's a funny story that's yeah. hilarious i that makes 
sense to me knowing you and when we are at these events that we definitely enjoy a dance floor so yeah (laughs) i but i didn't know the whole backstory that's amazing wow yeah DJs and uh, it was very bad for for for, for my the 1994. I have failed school miserably uh, because I had all these uh, DJ friends and they, they I got like like from from Thursday to Sunday I got calls like hey do you want to join us at this party I fit tickets or come and join me to Germany or Austria or oh they, they had to play everywhere and they always like like do you want to join me or have some fun and it's pretty hard to say no when you're 16 or 17 year old by then <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah no I, I definitely um yeah I've been to my fair share of those parties and raised myself so yeah <laughs> but yeah I think my my I think my influence definitely was the deep house that was coming out of Chicago because I went to high school just outside of Chicago and so I was exposed to that music fairly early too and just loved it you know um I think uh so Miguel Miggs was here recently and Marquette um is it Mark I think you say Marquez Wyatt um he was here as well playing so yeah I uh and they they're resident DJs here which is kind of amazing but you know that's kind of Los Angeles if you will but uh yeah it's super cool um wow I didn't know all that thank you for sharing that with everybody that's cool um you know I always like to ask folks about technology and obviously we've been talking about tech anyway but I think um so what is something that like uh I don't know maybe maybe we should talk teams for a minute because that seems to be the hot hot new thing um that's coming out of Microsoft but you know what is it that you really like about teams since we're you know sort of all up in that right now is is it is it what strikes you as the best thing about it well can I, I I'm going to say three things just to yeah, because cool. yeah um so so the first one is always being into SharePoint there's this there there were user adoption limitations to SharePoint due to the fact that like the average user had serious problems navigating multiple sites right through through the web browser Mm -hmm. so one of the success points of teams is of course the ability to have a desktop app with um, uh, a more clear way of navigating multiple collaboration environments yeah and now that people are used to uh, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp mm-hmm. in, in navigating multiple group threads and, 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 and conversations. They they got this 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 um, way of navigating uh, multiple contexts uh, contexts to collaborate in. There there's cool contacts or work or family. Um, so that that grew over the past years. And there's, there's, there's billions of people on both Facebook and WhatsApp, so it's like everybody in the Western world at some point has now currently has a smartphone and is using Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or maybe a similar, if you're in, in China, it's uh, one of those uh, Chinese platforms, uh, WeChat, I think, is very big there. So everybody knows how to navigate group conversations now. And now we have this brilliant desktop App, which allows us to, to, to navigate those those uh, collaboration environments. And uh, of course, these are still underneath. Everything is SharePoint. All your files are stored in SharePoint. And of course, 
you have uh, persistent chat uh, put on top of it, which is great. So, but, but that is a very important from a UX perspective that that brings a lot of adoption, and that's the that's why it's the most successful application ever for Microsoft uh, regarding growth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is basically do this number one fact. Yep. And and I really was naming the, the second point I want to point out, which is mobile. Yeah. So the fact that we having or have this 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 application in our in our pockets, and we can do the same quick navigation and jump towards a specific collaboration context and 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 uh, open a document, uh, have a conversation. Uh, that's extremely powerful, and and sometimes even. Um, not being given enough attention now how important it is to have this great mobile app that that does it um so and then the third thing would basically be the fact that we're now able to to collaborate into contacts which is a, a project contacts or a campaign or a, a department or a knowledge area to have those key collaboration dimensions basically and and have everything like chat and files and applications in that context. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with your three points wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I love it. I, I it's one of those where um, I was I was having that that fatigue of trying to figure out who was communicating to me where because you know there's just like you don't know who uses Skype like desktop versus Facebook or I used to use Skype desktop for so much because I could, you know, you know, talk to someone like you that I, we weren't using our cell phones to call. Right. So we could get each other on Skype and people were talking to their families or, you know, people from far away. And then WhatsApp came and totally helped that. And, but I, I mean, I get business conversations happening on Facebook messenger on WhatsApp, uh, you know, all over the place and, and used to be messenger and all of that. But I love that, the even like sort of I, I tend to push people into teams because that's what I what I use and even folks who are sort of fairly you know say Google centric or other things like they're willing to join a teams as a guest you know and interact with me there and have the chats there and it is the mobile experience for me as well I mean you you're a consultant and I'm I run a you know consultancy in a software business and for me when I travel I try to do as much as I can on my phone. I have a Surface Pro 6, but which I love as well. But to me, if I can run my business mostly from my iPhone Max, I'm very happy. <laughs> you know, uh, what do you travel with when you go um, traveling? What's what is what's your what's your phone and what's your um, like laptop? <laughs> so my my laptop uh, actually is an HP Spectra. Okay, um, and I, this is actually my my third one I, I think yes okay um, I, I, I like it so it's a 13 inch um, uh, currently it, well, I know it's uh, always the i7 and, and, and 60 gigs of RAM and, mm. and it, but it's, it's it's very I like it also for the looks so yeah. I'm, I'm also like the geek who chooses his devices sometimes based on, on the looks <laughs> um, but of course it's also a splendid very reliable machine because the last one I if, if a laptop lasts for almost three years mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's special yeah <laughs> that's I, I <laughs> yeah I, 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 I in the past you had laptops that were done in in, 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 in well uh, one year one and a half but for and of course uh, 
what we do to do our office tasks um, with current um, chip technology, uh, it, it makes more sense that they last for three years. But um, yeah, it's just very reliable, and, and um, I like them. I have a black one with with copper uh, on it. That sounds it, pretty. It almost looks like rose gold, but it's <laughs> copper. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that, that, that's my 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 laptop and. Currently, I'm actually carrying with me two iPhone devices. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's that's that of course. Oh, that's actually an interesting story to share. Yeah. So I, I have the iPhone X, the iPhone 10 for for two years now, mm-hmm. and uh, two weeks ago I got the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Okay. As a, as a new friend, and of <laughs> course I, I took that one for for the camera abilities mostly. Yeah. Being uh, so it's having this great camera in your pocket, and I nowadays always travel with um, um, like a, what's the name? So I, a, a thing, um, a rake that I can put in my camera oh. um, with a tripod. So I always carry now a tripod and a, and a rake on, that I can put in there and, and start instantly record whatever I'm doing. Right. And of course, having this camera is great uh, to do so and now I have a bigger screen so a bigger viewfinder because a lot of videos that I've done was just using the front facing camera mm, which right. if you're doing YouTube videos at uh, 1080p that's most that's fine enough or for LinkedIn that's that's good enough and having the viewfinder like like you said like I liked your setup because it looked so easy is is that one of the things that I, I have been doing through uh, trial and error is is finding a setup which if I just hit record it will work right um, so within one minute I, I haven't timed it but in one minute I can put my phone in the rig put it on the tripod uh, put in uh, an, uh, a wired lavier to put on my um, on my coat mm-hmm. uh, and it can work flawlessly there's no, there's not so much things that can go wrong and I can see myself on on the screen so I know my positioning and, and I'm, I'm off to go so in, in a minute two minutes three minutes I'm ready to, to, to go and, and have a, a semi-professional recording uh, and so that's important that's yeah. why I'll, I also use these these phones, but the funny thing is, of course, I was planning to replace my old iPhone with with the new one, and 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 pretty quickly after a couple of days, I felt like, no, I don't want to let go of this one. I want to keep both. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the funny reasons is the the app that I'm using uh, to do recordings, uh, Filmic Pro also allows to use a second phone to do a secondary screen oh and i've been doing that with a, with an ipad but then i have to like get out my ipad and now i, now I have just this other phone which can also be the viewfinder so i can use the, 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 the camera on the back which will even have more quality right. and use the fine phone for the viewfinder on my on my second phone oh this the, the second thing is that I'm I'm starting to to re to use the big one the Max the 11 Pro Max as a as a PDA. So in, in, in the past I have always been traveling with a phone and a PDA, mm. and, and, and that even goes back like like 25 or years maybe even longer when I had this Scion, Scion mm-hmm. 3A, right, um, which which was like this foldable. Uh, device that allowed me to t- to do note taking and have my agenda 
right. contacts in it. Yep. And and ever since I had it for some point at some point I had these were replaced by Microsoft mobile devices. So I had I had multiple of these these Microsoft uh, mobile devices to do the same workload, mm-hmm. in, like taking notes. And yep. uh, at some point they had pens, and I d- did writing on it. Or I, but mostly it's just note taking and agenda. Uh, which was pretty crappy in the beginning days. Of course, if you had a traditional Nokia phone, there, there the, these agendas were very crappy. And yep. well, forget about <laughs> note taking. Um, so, of course, with 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 iPhones, uh, at some point you could do note taking there. But so the interesting thing that's happening now is that I'm traveling with two iPhones, and I'm use, using one primarily as a PDA and a camera. Right. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I. That, you just, I'm like, hmm, you just made me go, hmm. Because, <laughs> yeah, that 11 does look pretty sweet. So, yeah, we'll have to see about that. But, um, no, that's super cool. Thank you for sharing that because I think we're always sort of looking for the better way. And I know that, you know, I, I haven't really dug into the whole Microsoft Surface announcements that came out, but all of that was really exciting as well and puts another beautiful wrench into um, <laughs> what we all have, I think, coming yeah. into the holidays uh, for sure. and. Thanks. Yeah, and I can imagine that one of these phones will get replaced by the by, by the Neo or the Duo. Yeah, so probably the, that that will make sense. So yep. yeah, probably one of these phones is going to be replaced next year by yeah. the Surface Duo. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I I can't wait to kind of get my hands on some of that stuff too. So, well, and so one of the other things that Mart Morten and I were, were talking about, and kind of going back to our. Uh, positions as community reporters is, um, you know, we, I, he and I both, I think, have been talking to other people who've done it in the past and watched other friends do it in the past. And um, it's a, it's a job where you're running a lot uh, uh, during the week. And um, we uh, decided, we talked the other day and um, we said, hey, you know, we're both doing this and we both enjoy each other's company. And so Martin and I are going to do some teaming up Um for the community reporter uh, positions we have and see if we can help each other and, you know, with setups and, and, you know, interviewing people and all of that stuff. And I'm really, thank you for saying yes to that. I'm really excited about it, by the way. Me too. Yeah, I'm really much looking forward to it. And uh, well, there's just one primary goal and this is to make it a good show, yep. right? Yep, absolutely. And- and that's uh, also having a buddy to to, to do some uh, psyching up before the interview. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Go wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. So that's going to be fun for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And working with all of our community reporter buddies, there's 10 of us, uh, by the way. And uh, if you follow myself or Martin on social media, uh, we've posted um, lots of information about the other community reporters and there's actually a Twitter list on my uh, at creative mavens account. So you can just easily follow all the ignite reporters for 2009. If you are a Twitter person. So that'll be kind of fun. If you want to catch us all there, all 10 of us and what we're doing and, and, and people are starting already. There's interviews up um, already on many folks, YouTube channels and, and people are catching them at, you know, both the teams airlifts that are happening. The one that was in Bellevue and the one that's in Amsterdam this week. And, there's probably going to be more content coming out before the show as well as live and at the show as well. So that's going to be really cool. Um, you know, Martin, I, I were the last question of all of our, uh, podcasts, um, is talking about 
sort of looking at, you know, your, your career and your consultants and gosh, coming up in the music scene and all the things you've done. Um, I'm wondering if you would share with our audience something, uh, uh, someone or an experience or, you know, that really sparked you or inspired you to get to where you are today with us. Yeah, and I, I gave that a little thought when, when you mentioned that you would be asking this question. Yeah. And actually, the funny thing is here that, that I've, I've been, I'm, I'm getting sparks every week. <laughs> so, so the funny thing is that I, I was thinking about it for a minute when you, when you mentioned this, and there, there was no particular occasion or person that came up. But, but I get inspired by, by people on, on a weekly or a monthly basis. Yeah. So when I was doing music, it, it, it could, could, could be like Underworld as a, as a UK uh, band that I was seeing live for the first time and was amazingly inspired by, by the music they were, were producing live. And I just said like, wow, these guys understand how this is done. I want to try to... Come closely to whatever they were doing, uh, and I was very much inspired by by their music. And when I was at my first Microsoft conference, I saw people speaking about a certain technology, and I thought, "Wow, these these, these people really know how to give a quality presentation. I want to learn how to do that." Yeah. And uh, so, it, it, I I'm not like having a real particular hero that I that I had, but I had multiple mid-level heroes <laughs> throughout my life which 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 sparked my my energy to to push myself to to a next level in 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 whatever i i felt like this, that was something that i wanted to to do or be, become better at yeah um so it would also be books just just authors of, of great books who who, who helped me be, become aware of certain things and say like yeah this is the way that i want to lead my life or or change certain behaviors or uh, so and and that that that's funny enough that's a certain period uh where where that's like a sender and at some point uh something becomes a habit or it doesn't or it, mm-hmm. it, it, i change direction and it, it could be the next thing right so so that would be my answer so i've i i've picked my influencers and 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 uh, throughout my life and 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 many of those have decided certain change points in in how i approach life and behave uh during the day yeah sparks and inspiration all around and as they come i love it that's great awesome well cool well Martin, thank you. And thank you for being awesome and being such a great friend, just personally. <laughs> Appreciate that very much. Right back at you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, Martin and I, Martin and I will be community reporting and um, soon and starting up some more of our, our own stuff, probably pre-show and then definitely at the event. Um, he's on Twitter at M-V-I-S-S-E-R, and I'm Hedda, H-E-D-D-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go have a really good time in Orlando, Florida, and uh, help each other um, make some beautiful content for everybody. So, Martin, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it and sharing with our audience. I was very, very happy to do so. Oh, thank good. you. Thank yes, you. And I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to the Ignite show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and say hello to everybody there in uh, in Amsterdam for me. So give them a wave. Give them a Heather hello, if you would. So that's great. Cool. I will. Awesome. Good.
Yay. All right, everybody. That has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And we are coming to you from many different channels, uh, your favorite podcasts. Uh, Go check it out. Please give us a follow. We love five-star ratings on iTunes if you happen to feel so moved. And here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.